All right, everybody, welcome to this special broadcast of Here for the Truth. This is a continuation of our side chat series. And for the first time, we have a guest in our side chat. It's a side chat number five. And we have the amazing Zara Holding here with us today. Now, Zara is one of our earliest ever podcast listeners from, from way back. She's been listening. She's an incredible human being who we've stayed in touch with. She was one of the first Patreon subscribers back when we were doing the Patreon membership properly. And recently, she's been a member of our round one of the Rise Above the Herd group coaching program. Let me introduce you to Zara. Zara has dedicated the last 12 years to the art of mothering. In this time, she's birthed, nurtured, and mentored six free and flourishing souls. She sees herself as the constant gardener tending to the rich and fertile soil that are her children's minds and creating space for them to grow into their full potential. This journey of motherhood has revealed to her the immense courage it takes to live a life of simplicity and authenticity. Zara is deeply passionate about reawakening the reverence of motherhood for all life begins in the womb and all souls are raised in a home. A mother's work is the highest work, and Zara hopes her embodiment of this will serve as homage to the sacred and necessary task of creating and nurturing life. That is so beautiful, so well-written, and so not surprising whatsoever. Zara, welcome to the side chat. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This feels surreal. I absolutely love your bio and I love what you stand for. And I mean, I tell Joel all the time, like you're just incredible. And so, so grateful that our paths have crossed and really appreciate, you know, your support throughout the last year as we've embarked on this endeavor. So thanks for, for making the time out of your busy, busy schedule of mothering six children to, to chat with us. It it truly means a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's kick this off in original fashion. I mean, like, it feels to me as though you've had a pretty incredible, rich story. You've been through a lot. You've had a lot of different experiences. You've obviously been through very different phases of of, of awareness coming to being. Um, what are some of the major rites of passages that you experienced in in in, in your life? Wow, that's that's a big question. Um, major rites of passages, I think. I've experienced a lot. I've experienced a lot. And I it's kind of shown me that cycle of the hero's journey that yeah. you're never really there. There's always the next level, the next level. Um, so that's been really interesting. But I think if I were to start at the beginning, it really kind of started within myself. I've just always had this innate attraction to love, to beauty, to truth. And no matter what obstacles or crap life put in my way, um, I I was just always searching for the beauty in it, searching for the truth in it and letting love be my compass to that. So no matter how dark it got, I could always kind of just look back down at my heart and say, okay, well, where is that pointing me? Where where is that leading me? And follow that. And yeah, yeah, and it's it's led me here. Hmm. I was going to say, where did you, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Sydney, Australia. Um, I was 
first generation Australian. So my parents were immigrants to Australia. My father came from Burma and my mother came from India. So yeah, I had a very, I didn't personally have a traditional upbringing necessarily, but my my family were very traditional. I was brought up in a, in a Muslim home. And so we had all that kind of religious programming um, very heavily in my younger years. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a very interesting, very interesting upbringing. Uh, we would always refer to ourselves as gypsies, just move around everywhere, like every six months with somewhere else, new home, new school. So, yeah, it kind of um, encouraged me to find my footing within myself and not on external things like a home or a community. Um, my family was always very important, important to me. I love, I love, uh, we have another conversation of, of three first generation individuals, you know, both, ah, both yeah. of us are our parents born and raised in other areas. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's so profound what you said, like it's, it's difficult at times to keep your heart open. You know, there's a lot that takes place, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of burdens, a lot of, um, fear, worry, scarcity, guilt, shame, all the rest of it. Like how have you found in your experience to like keep your keep your attachment to that that beacon of truth of 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 love yeah it is it is very hard and i i love the um saying you guys seem to say a lot of i think it was carl young or i don't i don't know uh, to reach up to heaven you have to have your roots deep in hell mm-hmm. and i think to experience the height of love you have to also experience the the opposite of it and um it's it's really hard when you're in the thick of it to to notice that. Um, I've had some very very low times, uh, times I I didn't think I'd come back out of, and yeah, I don't really know how to explain what it is that that keeps you going, that kept me going. Um, yeah. It was just it's like my yeah. my thirst for truth and love and knowing that there's something more was greater than the pain and the suffering I was going through. That's, yeah, that's no, I, I, I hear you. And I, I mean, it, it is difficult to, I guess, put into words, but, you know, it's, it's the thing, like we're even during those darker times, those difficult times, you know, it's just this, even no matter how diminished that seed of awareness or that light of consciousness might get, there's just a knowing that, you know, I'm not going to relinquish the truth. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's that that kind of pulls you through. And I think... You know, so many people probably really do struggle with that with that aspect of it because I mean, the world can present a very dim picture at times, and it, it's, I mean, life is a complex challenge. At the end of the day, it's it's incredibly difficult um, to, I guess, being master, human. To, yeah, being human is difficult for sure, but to, to to master that 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 strength and determination and resilience. To, to know that you're worthy of something greater than, I guess, what is traditionally being offered in, in, the, in, in mainstream society, you know? But how do you, how do you take that knowing, that awareness, and then, I guess, live up to it, you know, or, or, or walk a path um, despite all the burden going on around us, so to speak? It's, it's a very interesting conversation, and it's a process that's always ongoing, like even for myself, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Any any comments on that, Erasmus? 
Uh, no, I don't have any comments. I was going to ask though. I'm I'm always curious what it is, like what it is in the individual, what it is, what was it in you where you go, oh, I could experience, you know, challenges or multiple yeah. dark nights of the soul and then still persevere, still grow, take that for, take that as fuel to, to be a, a better person, a more evolved person, a more loving person, you know, what is it that separates one person who doesn't come out of it and another person who does, you know, is it, is it just the environment you grew up in or is there something deeper? Is it something like there's like a, a, your soul is specific, you know, there's something unique, you know, because we see it all the time where people grow up in the same family and yet one or two people go on a different path and another person doesn't, and they go on a different path. Or maybe they they don't come out from the, the gunk or maybe their their life ends early for whatever reasons. And it's like, well, you know, you're raised by the same people. So what is that thing like that spark that the element of consciousness that causes a person to say, I'm going to answer the fucking call to this hero's journey. I'm going to be like the phoenix and rise out of the ashes and be this 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 new being, this new manifestation of of, of me. Uh and, and gain strength and wisdom from, from those challenges. I just, it's been one of the things that I'm so fascinated with, like what makes someone who they are and why, you know, what are the motivations for them to evolve and the person that, that they, that they are, what makes someone want to learn more and be all about the truth and be curious and challenge their belief systems. Like that's the shit that lights me up. I think it's fascinating. You know, I think back to this, other people in my life, they just don't care as much. You know, that's why I love human design and some of these divination, other divination practices, because they sometimes I think can shine a light on on these different elements. But anyways, I'm just curious your thought on all that. Like, what do you, what is it? Like, what is, what is it in you versus maybe other people you grew up with or other people in your family that was like, hey, I'm going to keep plugging along and I'm going to keep searching and seeking and and growing and and then take all that gift, all those gifts and wisdom and be an amazing mother to my children. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely something I've been asking myself a lot. Um, what, what makes a person a person? What gives a person that drive? And that makes it different to someone else who doesn't necessarily have that drive. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't speak for anyone else. I, I've, I definitely love observing people and I have my theories on it, but just for myself. It has, it has kind of felt otherworldly. It has felt like there is a, a pulling, a, a drawing coming from a space that is not kind of of this realm, that, that can't really be described or defined. It's just something that is, is kind of driving you and calling you. And, and that's what it's kind of felt like for me. Um, I can share this, this one time when I was... Um, quite young in, in like my early teens. And I was having a really, really in the thick of a dark night of my soul, um, battling with my identity. I was, you know, disconnecting from my religion, everything that I was brought up to believe. Yeah. And I was just, I was sitting in, in a corner in my kitchen. I was just like, I, I, d- I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. It, I was calling out to God because that's the only reference point I had for anything, you know, greater than myself. I said, if, if, there is anything more than me. If anything is there, please just let me know. You know, I think we all kind of have those moments here, mm-hmm. but just, just give me a sign. Yeah. Um, and this was a defining moment for me because in that moment, all of a sudden this calm came over me 
And all I heard was my own voice say in such a just matter of fact, strong, calm, gentle way, get up. And, and this calm just filled me. And, and I was like, yep, that's, that's what I need to do. And I got up and, you know, went about the rest of my day. And I often reflect back onto that. And the thing that stood out the most for me in that moment was that that voice that was just so powerful and reassuring and knew everything that I needed to be, that that voice was my own. It was your own. Wow. Yeah. And, and that, I think, is what has kind of driven me throughout all the rest of my, my challenges. Because no matter where I've been, I have always been there with me. And yeah, that's, I think that's how I would define what drives me. Yeah. And what guides me. That's, inc- that's incredible. I've got, I've got this quote here, which I want to read out and I'll get both of your thoughts. Um, you probably heard it before. It's from Tom Montauk. Fortunately, some are born with spiritual immune systems that sooner or later give rejection to the illusory worldview grafted upon them from birth through social conditioning. They begin sensing that something is amiss and start looking for answers, inner knowledge, and anomalous outer experiences, show them a side of reality others are oblivious to, and so begins their journey of awakening. Each step of the journey is made by following the heart instead of following the crowd and by choosing knowledge over the veils of ignorance. I love that quote. Yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah. The words out of my mouth. Yeah. I mean, but it's true. It's, it's, it's like, it's like what you said, like, I, I don't know if I could put words to, it. I don't know why, like, what was it in me? I was always, for me, I was always curious. I mean, anyone who's listened to the podcast or my origin story, like I was always curious. I just, just loved learning. And I, I have this innate connection to truth. Like, I just want the truth. Like I'm even with the work I do and who I, I'm not aligned with any ideology. I don't have letters after my name. I don't work for a corporation or a company where I need to toe the company line. All I care about is the truth and the process of it. And, and if I find something that makes more sense, I will just, okay, I'm done with that. What's the next thing? Well, well, this thing makes more sense. I'm going to take this in more and and integrate it into my life. Yeah. So I mean, also, I think a part of this conversation, which is so prevalent is like having a properly integrated healthy sense of self you know because we, we, without that you want to get swallowed up by the crowd you want to get swallowed up by the propaganda you're not going to be sure of where you stand and who you are and what your footing is and i truly believe that some people have a stronger sense of that imperial authentic self than others and obviously there's ways and means to deeper connect with it but i mean this journey starts with loving the self ultimately right this journey starts with the feeling of worthiness of existence. I am worthy of being a human being. I am here for a reason. I exist in this body for a reason. I have innate purpose and potential. I do not owe anyone else for my life. I am here. Okay, sure. What is, what is, what is this experience? It's, it's difficult to explain, but am I worthy of it? Of course you are. And if you truly have that sense of worthiness, of honoring the self, then are you, gonna, are you going to settle for the illusory? Are you going to settle for the lies? Are you going to settle for the bullshit? You know, despite, despite what's going on. Personally, I don't think so. No, definitely. Yeah. 
but when you when you love yourself and you hold yourself to a high esteem, you you know, you don't settle for for anything less than that from anyone else. Yeah. And I definitely relate to that curiosity as well, Erasmus. That's that's something that has driven me and still drives me. Just this kind of uh, thirst to know why, how, you know. Um, it, it definitely got me in a lot of trouble as a kid. I mean, especially being raised a, a Muslim oh. girl, that's not something that's encouraged. No, I'm sure, I'm sure not at all. <laughs> and yet, as a parent, I'm, well, both of you are parents, I'm curious because I had a I had a teacher once who told me one of the one of the most important things you can do is is support and help instill curiosity in your child. You know, I mean, they have it innately, but like to like to nurture it instead of like beat it out, which I think a lot of uh, conventional academic systems do, because I feel like that's like part of your job is done, like to, to nurture that curiosity for for their mind to be able to go wherever it wants to go, to be uninhibited, to explore, to take things in, to to discern with their own with their own mind with their own reason what works for them you know as opposed to like no you can't think this you can't think that you must only think this way this is the truth everything else is wrong raise your hand do this do that stand in line like it's just i don't know i just think it's for some reason that stayed with me even though even though i had the condition even though i had like like amazing but like you know kind of strict greek parents who like wanted me to be a certain way there was something within me that was like nah i'm going to do what i want to do yeah. Can you can you talk a bit about your own journey of motherhood and how motherhood has changed you? Yeah, for sure. Um motherhood is um, has been an amazing journey. The most difficult journey, the most rewarding journey. Um I have always like when I was younger actually, I used to say I never wanted to be a mother, but that was for other reasons. But what I did always want was love. I just wanted to love all this love I had inside me. I just wanted to spread it all over the world. Um, so when I did become a mother, it was like I just had this, this realization, like this is it. This is the thing that I am meant to do for the rest of my life because I can just give myself completely, love completely to these beautiful, perfect souls. Um, and and yeah, that was like, that was my birth into motherhood. It was just ecstatic. It was beautiful. Um, and then came all the challenges. Then came all the other realizations, um, mainly from the external. Uh, within myself, I was like, this is the highest work to raise and nurture a soul, the future of humanity. Like what what could be more important than that? Um, and, you know, kind of chimes in and says, well, you know, what, what are you going to do for work? A, a career is more important than that. Or, you know, who, who are you other than a mother? And obviously you, as a human, you are so many things, but there's just so much in society that kind of makes a woman feel like mothering is not contributing to the value of the world in any way. Um, and, you know, we can, we won't, we could go into all the depths of how that has been orchestrated and why that has been orchestrated. Yeah. But um, I certainly went through those kind of battles within myself and outside of myself as to kind of reaffirming my value and reaffirming why, how I raise my kids is of value. Um, you know, we homeschool, we, we do things very, um, even homeschool, unschool, whatever label you want to give it. I don't yeah. like labels. 
Um, but yeah, we do things very differently and it's all driven, like you said, Eurasmus, from what, how can we nurture them? How can I tend to their gardens? As I've said, that curiosity, their, their individuality, their unique purpose. How can I support them in that journey? Um, and, and it's difficult because they, they challenge you. They challenge what you think is true and right. And then their unique self comes along and says, no, that's not for me. I want to do something else. And then you have to think, uh, you know, is what I think right? Or do I let them do this? Uh, it's, it's a very challenging task. But, um, yeah. yeah, very rewarding as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you in, in that regards is that, you know, every single human being that has ever been on this planet has been born through a woman. <laughs> and so like the responsibility of that, when you think about what the world has become, you know, the, the challenges of the world and, and the fact that motherhood hasn't been uh, respected in the way that I think it should. I think it's a reflection of why we live in such dysfunction and chaos is that, that everything that you talk about what it means to be a mother, like just doesn't seem to be um, the zeitgeist, you know, around motherhood, you know, for, for a pretty long time. I find. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's been diminished as a value in, mm -hmm. the, in, in the eyes of society, so to speak. Right. But who is anyone to tell you that you can't live out your values or that you can't attain your values, your deepest values, a, a motherhood and mothering in a nourishing and nurturing way, then it's, it's your, your, your right to, to live that out as deeply as, as you so choose, you know? So it's like, I think that's, that's what gives meaning to life is, is the achievement and the attainment of our values. But first and foremost, we have to know what our, what, what we value. And uh, I mean, motherhood is a huge right to right. She has a huge right of passage. And it's one of the highest values, like you've said, you know, but the, that, that level of noise where even the value of motherhood can be diminished. Like this is, this, this is what people are up against. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, I find our society is, it likes to diminish all that's sacred, all that is sacred. And for me in my own life experience, being a woman, becoming a mother, has been the most sacred journey that I have undertaken. Every single birth, every single cycle of myself has kind of opened a door to reveal a higher level of consciousness, a higher level of being. It's been an invitation to ascend. Um, and I, I love the, the analogy of the phoenix, yep. you know, like burning down to ashes and rising rising anew it's that's what motherhood has been for me um and it's so sacred and and so many times I was longing for that guide through this sacred valley you know to to have someone that that not just not just can guide me through it but also you know values it respects it sees like yes this is sacred work let me show you how we have done it since the beginning of time because it has been done since the beginning of time or since the beginning of humanity at least. Yeah. Um, and I find that really lacking in society. I really find that lacking and, and it's a shame. And I, I know that so many mothers feel that so many mothers know deep inside of them, this is sacred, powerful work. 
but they don't see that reflected in society. And so that's where that, that confusion and that kind of being torn comes from, I feel. Yeah. Hmm. Beautifully said. Um, okay. Let's shift a little bit to, I guess, your time in our program, Rise Above the Herd. Can you talk a little bit about, I guess, what you were feeling prior, um, what drew you to the course, and I guess how you feel you benefited yourself through that course? Definitely. Um, well, like you said, I've been following you guys right from the beginning, almost. <laughs> and I just, I really respect um, your work and kind of the way that you approach truth and you just kind of radiate authenticity. And so uh, anything that you guys kind of offered or put out, I was like, okay, I, I kind of want to be there because I want to like let some of that light shine on me too. Um, and just before you guys released the course, I was, you know, going through one of those cycles again of, I guess, self-doubt, doubting my value as, as a mother, as a woman. There are a lot of different things happening in life. And, you know, the last two years as well, just energetically, I've been so depleting. Um, so it was all kind of hitting home for me. And when you guys released what um, your course and also that that ebook just before it, the self esteem, yep. uh, and I, I had a read of that, and I realized this this is where I need to be. You know, I need I need to be guided back into myself to to reclaim my self value, my self worth, and it never kind of I never thought of it in terms of self esteem. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I have a self-esteem issue. But after reading your your book and looking at it that way, it's like, oh, you know, self-esteem really is kind of at the crux of how we live our life because how we value ourselves determines how we're going to act, what we're going to do, how, what we're going to choose. Um, so, yeah, it just seemed very perfectly timed and necessary for me at that moment. Awesome. Um, I'm so glad that you found your way there for sure. And self-esteem is hugely important and something that's so misunderstood and so misconstrued by, by, by the majority of people. Um, so do you feel like through the program and through the course that you were able to develop a more authentic sense of self-esteem? Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, the, the way that the course was orchestrated, it, it was just meticulous as it, you took us on a journey very gently, but also very kind of, you know, some harsh truths as well yeah. on just bringing us back into ourself. Um, and it's just after every call, it was, it was like I felt more validated in who I am, I guess more seen, not necessarily seen by anyone else, but more seen by myself. You know, that that who I am mattered. And um, yeah, just the way that there was a lot of focus on the self, a lot of focus on uh, one really confronting one was um, selfishness being a virtue. <laughs> That's definitely not something that you're taught being a mum. <laughs> um, that was really confronting, but very necessary as well. And I, I very much see the value in that and I'm carrying that with me uh, as we speak. Um, but yeah, just, I, I definitely got, got what I wanted out of the course. 
got what I wanted. I was in a low place where I did not value myself. And now I have the tools and that kind of solid grounding to know, no, I matter. And what I have is important. Who yeah. I am is important. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think when we talk about selfishness too, you know, it does get such a negative connotation to it, but in reality, what is it, but honoring, honoring yourself, you know, and, but rational, honoring your self-interest, but your rational self-interest, you know, based on a, on a morality, like you're a mother, obviously it's in your rational self-interest to raise beautiful, loving kids. So that's going to be, that's part of your value system. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, well, you know, I feel like just ignoring my kids for the next um, 72 hours. And, uh, even though one's three years old, I'm just going to go off and jump rope and swim and, and fucking party all night. You know what I mean? Like th- that's, that's not very rational. So I think that's, it gets misconstrued sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know? Sure. And I think the thing is like in this culture where there's been such an attack on selfhood, on individuality, on, you know, I mean, honoring the self, I think sometimes we have to go to such extremes almost to give ourselves that that permission again because it's almost just like permission slips to be who we are without the tension without the constraints without the tightness of oh can i can i make this decision for myself am i filling all these quotas around me am i meeting everyone's expectations you know and that's where this whole concept of altruism of this 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 idea that we are only vessels to give to other people and that the only morality is in giving to someone else is somehow what makes the self I think that's 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 the primary deprogramming that we really wanted to, wanted, wanted wanted to address, because it happens all around us. We're programmed to believe that our worth is only in what we can offer to someone else, and now there's there's obviously profound beauty and reward in offering to someone else. But if that's the case, it's a value. It's it's what you've chosen as in your rational self interest. But what we see around us are people depleted, people that are afraid to give to themselves, are afraid to fill their own cups, are afraid to put themselves first. And then we have this, this entire society which says, help me, I'm stuck. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living what I, what I thought that inner child within me really wanted to live up to. I, I, I feel as though I'm in this state of mediocrity. I feel as though I'm not worthy of living out my dreams, living out my potential. And we ask the question, why? You know, But it's, it's such a crime to me that so many of us feel guilty simply for doing something that we love or for filling our own cup or for nourishing our own souls. Definitely. And I, th- I think you definitely um, said the key word there, shame. Yeah. I think so many people walk around ashamed of themselves, ashamed of who they are. So, of course, to, to be told that you can be yourself or that you can give to yourself is, is such a confronting thought. Because the idea of self is just so shameful, so scary. Um, And I I love that in the course, you both really encouraged us to to look, to to face that mirror onto ourself and to see who we are, what do we value. And then from that, what everything that we have in our life has been our doing all along. The power has always been in our hands. It's just about reclaiming that, recognizing that, and yeah. using that to our to our own self advantage. Yeah, and that nothing else is possible unless you honor your life, yeah. unless you honor yourself. You know, nothing else is possible to you 
if, if you're if you're not surviving, if you're not nourished, if you're not thriving, how is anything else available to you? You know, but it's just that 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 that, that escapes us to some level. Um, so yeah, and and so much of that that um, that shame is so is unconscious, and people give and overgive as a overcompensatory mechanism, you know, to compensate for that shame. Oh, well, if I do all this, then I have value, even though internally I don't feel like I have value, but I'm doing all this. And then people pat me on my back and say, Oh, thank you so much. You're such a good person. You're such a good person. Oh, I have value. But then when I look in the mirror, like consciously or subconsciously, I'm like, I don't have value. I don't value myself. I don't love myself. I don't like myself. Yeah. So it's interesting how they, that works hand in hand. Yeah. And it's like, they have to, um, they have to give a certain amount for them to feel okay about giving to themselves, you know? Mm. Yeah, that too. Yeah. And so the, let's, okay. oh, no, you go. No, you go. Well, I was going to say, so I'm just curious, you know, as a mother of six and, you know, being an independent free thinking woman and, you know, going through the program and, and realizing like the honoring of self, like how do you navigate and how do you communicate? Because you have kids of different ages. So there's something about like obviously being there for your children. And are there times where you need to set a boundary and communicate and be like, well, you know, this is mommy's time, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> how, how do you, how do you navigate that? Good question. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's been a journey. That's been a journey. Cause you know, I obviously have children at very varying ages. So my eldest is turning 17 in a few weeks and my youngest is one wow. so obviously you can't really communicate that to a one-year-old yeah 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 she's still very much attached and you know a, a lot of that just comes down to to me taking that self-responsibility you know like this is I value being a mother I value being there for my children um, and my my children need me to be there for them at, at different levels and in different ways. Yeah. Um, so for me to kind of replenish myself or give to myself, it's, I guess it's about, in, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I have to put this on the list of something I value. You know, I value spending time with Leela. I value doing this with Valentina. And so I put that on the list and I make sure I get it done. And I need to, it, the list in my mind, I need to kind of make sure I always put on, okay, I value spending time with myself. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what am I doing today that is giving to myself in that way? Um, and, you know, sometimes that means I have to get up earlier and do it in the morning or, or wait till after they've gone to bed. But I've often found as long as it's just a conscious act of giving to myself, um, it could even be just making myself a, lovely tea and sitting and drinking it outside in the sun you know that that's one conscious act that is just solely for myself you know the kids can be around me doing whatever but but I'm still giving to myself um, it could be the other day you know I just kind of went and had a shower by myself <laughs> there's always someone in there usually went and did that and then did some jigong you know just connected to my body connected to my breath and that was so grounding and nourishing. Um, I think so often we we think it has to be some big grand thing, you know, yep. that self-care and self-love and, and connecting to yourself has to be like you have to have the candles, the special mat, the special <laughs> light, everything, you know. But it's just about, for me, I found it's just about seizing the moment and being conscious and aware of yourself and, and giving love to yourself. 
um, just simple. I, I like to just keep things simple. You hit the nail on the head there. I think for so many people that's like, well, I have to work out for four hours and I have to meditate for two hours and I have to do all these things. And it's like the simple act of making tea for yourself and sitting outside, let's say for 10 minutes and being with yourself and just being aware of your breath and noticing it going in and going out and noticing the subtle sensations in your body and connecting to yourself in that deep way is huge. Because when you think about it so often, we don't do any of that. So like, again, if I were to, if I were to live, um, if I were to give to myself or live more consciously 5% more, you know, what would that, what would that be? It could be a simple, I made a cup of tea for myself. You know, I, I, I walked into the bathroom and I just kind of like took some time to just notice what was going on in my body, you know, to pay attention to my breathing patterns. Like that alone can have, can alter the course of a person's day. hundred percent to do something intentionally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Living, Mm. living life intentionally. Like it's that I think is what makes that massive difference from your life just kind of being having no meaning no purpose no direction feeling unfulfilled and then just suddenly being intentional like it everything is the same but now you are present now you are noticing yourself your breath your movement your thought you're noticing the people around you you're noticing the colors you're noticing things and suddenly life becomes so much more vibrant and potent and you have more opportunities that you can seize. And yeah, when I said before in my bio about the simplicity, like I, I really mean that. It's like we don't need to overcomplicate the value of life. The simplest of things can bring can bring us value. You know what I love too in the program, and I it was such a it was such a powerful moment when you just like not that you hadn't before, but when you really were like, I'm a fucking mother and I'm a badass mother and I'm owning that. You know what I mean? Like even something like that to just own who you are, to own the, 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 the values that you have and something that you would think would just be like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking mother. I'm an, but like to really own that and the value that it is like, that was just so cool. Like I loved it when you were just like, fuck yeah, I'm not apologizing anymore. I'm, I'm a mom and I'm badass and that's my gift. And I was put on this planet to be an awesome mother and an awesome nurturer. And I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> fuck yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That, uh, thank you for reminding me of that moment. That was amazing. That is amazing. And you know, that's what that course, this course has revealed to me. It's really given me that opportunity to just reclaim that about myself. You know, nothing, nothing that I didn't know, nothing that wasn't already there, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it can be just drowned out by all the crap, you know? Yeah. It's it's all the day-to-day stuff. And sometimes we have those moments where we can like, like reclaim ourselves, stake our flag in the ground of who we are and what we stand for and what our gifts are and just fully own it and not apologize for it. You know, and that's a big, the big reason why Joel and I created, you know, rise up of the earth. It's like, fuck, like, let, like be the most badass individual you can be own it fully. You know, don't need to apologize anymore for your existence, for who you are, for how you want to live, for the fact that maybe you're different than your family members or your friends, you know, and it's like, Oh, I should, I should stay small. I should apologize. I shouldn't speak my truth. I just said, now again, there's discernment. There's a time and a place for everything, but like to really be solid in who you are and just live it. Like it's so freeing. It's so awesome. It's so beautiful. 
you know, talk about like having less burdens, like the burden of not being yourself and knowing on some level that you're not being yourself or not doing the things that the, that, that, that deepest part of you knows you should be doing. Fuck. That's, that's a heaviness to live with. Betrayal. In my opinion. It's self-betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Guys, this has been a freaking awesome conversation. Zara, love you so much. So yeah. glad that we were connected and that, you know, you, you, you found the podcast and I mean, the journey has unfolded the way it has for, for the three of us really. Um, this, I'm, I'm assuming that this popped your podcast cherry as well. Is that right? It's your first podcast? Oh, yes. <laughs> awesome. This is awesome. 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 Well, happy, happy for that as well. Um, Girl, I'm offended by your use of the term. <laughs> canceled. Canceled, Joel. You're canceled. You're canceled. We'll get Ryan's out of that part out. Yeah. No, but it's, but it's, but it's, no, but it's really cool. Like when you see like what happens when you choose, like Joel and I, you know, we're a couple, a couple straight G's, couple, a couple dudes that were just like, yo, let's come together. We, we honor each other. We, we honor our, we have similar value system. Let's, let's do a thing, you know, let's yeah. sit down press play and start talking and see what happens. You know, and then somehow the podcast came into your lap. I still have no idea how it came uh, into your lap. And and I here we are. Here we are around a year later, you know, like I just it's, it's one of my favorite things of life. What happens when you make a choice to do something and do something differently than you than you've done before? And what can unfold from that, especially when you're guided from a deep, authentic place? Yeah. My yeah. life's changed. Like, I can't even. If you told me 15 months ago that this would be my life, I would probably be like, nah, nah, I'll probably be doing other stuff, you know, be doing my readings and body work and all that. But like to meet Joel, a brother, you know, and to to align in the ways that we align and to create a platform, like it's, it's the coolest thing. And to connect with you, oh my God, and everyone else that's been awesome. Like what a blessing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, this is This is the magic that can happen, hey, when people just follow their their true authentic calling. Yeah. And even, even like the hate people have on technology, like, like, okay, I I don't want to be around it all the time, but because of technology, we're able to be here as well. You know? So I don't want to lose sight of that and just be this like purist and be like, Oh, I never want to use a device. I'm going to go live in the woods. Okay. Sure. People can choose to do that, but I'd like to utilize technology for its gifts and maybe leave the the limitations behind as best as I can. Mm. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Zara, we'll give you a, we'll, we'll give you a final question here. Okay. <laughs> if you had all of social media at your disposal, every social media user on the planet would read a single message from you. <laughs> what would that message be? Wow. Oh gosh. I don't know if I'm going to make this one as profound as Xavier did. <laughs> 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 Um, a single message. I guess maybe what I like to tell my kids all the time, Mm -hmm. which is you are perfect exactly as you are. Who you are is everything that you're meant to be. So just go out there and be that. Wow. I feel like that was a universal mother just gave the world a hug. Just <laughs> I love it so much. Sarah, you're amazing. Keep doing your thing. Um, keep speaking your truth. Keep living your truth. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to unfold on your journey. I've got absolutely no doubt about that. 
guys, thanks for listening to this side chat and we'll see you back on the main show next week. Smoking mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean. Fast forward in evolution to a place where we can share our confusions. Yeah, 450 BC, I'm sharing to you.